Three. Welcome to House of Whimsical Terror. I'm Esther. I'm Mary. And we're coming to you today from Tucson, Arizona. And we're telling real stories of the fantastical. All of our stories are true or told to us as true. Occasionally, we alter names to protect privacy. And the same for some of the places. Today's story is... Spirits of Eastview. Yes. And we have a guest. These are my favorite podcasts when we have guests. And Susan has a really, really scary uh, grouping of stories. And we have a surprise for you at the end. Yes. So when we get there, we will uh, reveal that. So welcome, Susan. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. And you survived some pretty scary stuff. We did, me and my uh, two kids. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it took, it started, it took place around 2009 ish. Mm-hmm. Um, it started, I began hearing sounds in the middle of the night, like dining rooms or dining room chairs scooting across floors. Mm-hmm. You know how when someone's sitting down, they unscoot from the table. That's what it sounded yeah. like. And at first I thought, oh, the, the cat is, you know, peeling out on the chair and moving the chair. And then I also started hearing um, plumbing moving inside the walls. And I was like, oh, you oh. know, that's, that's just <laughs> yes. the wall. That's just the pipes. Right. Sure. So uh, my kids, Patrick and Samantha, they mentioned to me one day that they're both of them are waking up in the middle of the night. And their bedroom lights are on. And almost mm. every night. And uh, Patrick would put his iPod on his nightstand before he went to sleep. And every morning, it was on his dresser. Mm. I didn't think anything about it. I was like, meh. Figured he was sleepwalking or absentmindedly right. moving his iPod. One night, he came into my room and woke me up and said, Mom, I hear lots of whispering. Oh, and my first reaction was like, there's somebody outside. So I grabbed a flashlight and we went outside and nothing. So we both went back to bed. Then Sam started telling me she's hearing whispering too and that she's Uh terrified. And I'm just like, oh, great. And so I was like, well, you know, what are the odds of that? Both kids are hearing the whispering. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. I had a little tingling up and down my spine, like something is present and watching us, but Mm -hmm. I thought, no, I'm crazy. This, no, this isn't happening. Mm. Right. So fast forward for about six months and we're watching TV in the living room one evening. Patrick's Mm -hmm. room was across from the living room and out of the corner of my eye, I see his door slowly opening. Oh no. And I was uh-huh. like, hmm, that's odd. And both kids were like, see, see? Oh. And uh, Patrick continued to tell me, he's like, see, I, I, I see stuff like this and I'm hearing whispering. So uh-huh. I was a little concerned and I said, well, what exactly are you hearing? Uh-huh. And he said, well, it's, it's very soft and I can't determine what's being said. And I said, well, maybe we have a ghost. And he rolled his eyes uh-huh. and you know, I thought the kids, because they were into all the ghost hunting shows, uh-huh. I thought they, maybe they had just seen too many. Right. right? Yeah. And their imaginations were running wild. But, hmm. you know, in the meantime, I'm also pumping Sam for info. Um, yeah. And she's just like, no, I just hear whispering and I'm terrified. And I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> so 
Yeah, I was in my room one night sitting at the um, the the desk, and I hear Sam call my name, and I'm like, "Yeah, Patrick comes in," and he's like, "Mama, Sam's not here. She's at a sleepover." Oh, whoa! And I said, "Did you hear Sam? Sam's voice?" And he's like, "Yeah." So for some reason, I grabbed the primitive at the time cell phone and started uh-huh. recording. And I had seen enough ghost shows to know that this was the thing to do. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And I remember asking out loud if someone was in the room. And then we listened to the recording and we get a very soft yes. Oh. oh. Patrick's eyes were huge, mm-hmm. like saucers. So mm-hmm. we played around with the recorder and I started asking more questions. So we're listening to the recorder, and we don't hear anything, but in the kitchen, we hear the very distinct sound of a drawer being opened. Mm-hmm. Huh. So we walk into the kitchen, and sure enough, the silverware drawer was open. Oh. So Patrick is all am- was all amped up, and I was amped up, and I tried to play it down a bit, yeah, you know, yeah. that I wasn't scared, but, well, maybe I had a little pee running down my leg. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> so... We turned the recorder on again and asked questions and didn't get any answers. Mm-hmm. So the next day, I went out and got a quality digital recorder. And so we were like lunatics mm-hmm. for a few weeks, going around, hello, hello, do you hear anything? You know, <laughs> oh anyone here? And we just kept getting nothing. But Patrick was playing his clarinet one evening, and he came running into my bedroom, and he was out of breath, and he said, Mama... It's a little boy. And I was like, what What little boy? And he's like, I was playing my clarinet and I heard play louder whispered into my ear. Oh no. And then the little boy appeared. So I grabbed the digital recorder, ran in there and didn't get a thing. Mm. So I'm with my dog one day and he's on the bed and I'm watching TV. He perks his head up and begins to move his head as if, you know how dogs, when they watch when someone's walking by? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he was watching, and his head was moving, and was like, what are you what? doing? How creepy. So I grabbed the recorder, and I asked if anyone was there, and I got a yes. Oh, wow. And it was like, no way. So I started asking more questions of like, well, who are you? And, you know, what, right. what's your favorite color? And Why are you well, not else? that. But yeah. <laughs> and I didn't get any answers. And... You know, again, the whole ghost thing is like a little addiction. Uh-huh. You get a taste yeah. of it and you want more. Yep. True. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I could tell you every day at four o'clock, I could go into my room on any given day and ask if anyone's there and I always would get a yes. Whoa. And, I mean, it was like clockwork. I could depend on That's this ghost. So it was like, all right. Wow. So I was telling one of my friends about our ordeal and she mentioned that I should talk to the Arizona Paranormal Society. Mm -hmm. Uh So they came to our house and we started our big ghost hunt Uh and we got around 35 EVPs and the Paranormal Society said we have four ghosts. We had a little boy, which I I named him William. Mm -hmm. We had random ghosts, which he just said some things out of the blue, like things that didn't make sense. Not a, not a yes or a no, but just wacky stuff. Uh-huh. And then we had a woman 
who was very soft-spoken. And then we have a man, like a mean man, and I'll get to him later. Okay. Okay. So over the course of, after the Paranormal Society left, the ghosts just amped it up. There was lots of chair scooting, knocking Mm -hmm. on walls, whistling. And there were a couple times I'd walk out into the kitchen and all the cabinets and drawers were open. Whoa. And then the creepy thing happened. I was sleeping and William. Like that's not creepy, <laughs> that's not creepy enough. I know. Yeah. It's, making it's creepy pretty creepy, Susan. Oh. William whispered in my ear one night, help me and oh. don't leave. And we oh. were in the process of moving. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, no, talk no. about bolting out of bed. I mean, yeah. holy cow. Yeah. So the ghost became so obnoxious that I had to call the Paranormal Society back. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what to do. This it's is like ridiculous. <laughs> Call the professionals. Yes. But they referred me to a medium, and her name was Tuesday, and she was Whoa. fantastic. And she said that the kids were in entering puberty, and ghosts really like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. True. And she said that William was a lost soul and was in limbo, and he didn't know how to move on or cross over. And I gotta say that I was, it was, I was sad to leave him because, yeah, he was just, just a little boy that made noises, whistled and whatnot. And then the man ghost, the mean ghost, she said he hung out in my closet. Then she told me that he liked the colors on my stomach, which means that he was looking at the tattoos on my stomach. And that unnerved me because I was like, that's, Really super creepy and very specific. Yeah, yeah. You like the colors. I'm like, oh, oh I have been sugar, sugar. So since we are in the process of moving, she said there's a good chance that we need to get rid of him because he might follow. You know, he'll follow oh, us. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was wondering too. Yeah. So oh. she said he liked to hang out in my closet, and I needed to go in. And this is so crazy. I needed to go in there and tell him he's not welcome. So she said I had to do that and be firm and strong. And I was like, all right, <laughs> that's a little bizarre. And, I mean, how do you get rid of a mean ghost? She's, she said to use my inner strength. And I'm like, okay. all right. So I got a game plan. I was actively involved in Taekwondo at the time. And so before uh-huh. I went into the closet, I surrounded myself by a bright yellow light and said that nothing was going to hurt me. Mm-hmm. So I went into the closet, and in a very stern, strong voice, I told him that he was not welcome. I put my leg up and chambered into a sidekick. Mm. And I said, my sidekick is the most powerful kick in the world, and I am kicking you out of my closet. Uh-huh. And, you know, he didn't come with us after we moved, so I, I'm pretty sure I did the trick. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and now you're a second-degree Taekwondo black belt, so yes. you can kick some ghost ass. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. So a week after we wow. moved, I had to go back to the house to get a few items, and I opened the front door, and I was greeted by a gust of cold wind that mm-hmm. literally just went through me. Oh. And, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to explain, but something definitely went through me, and it was cold. So you can... But better believe that I mm-hmm. gathered everything and I was out of that house in 2.5 seconds. Yep, yep, yeah. That's so, choice. yeah. So, like I said, the ghost didn't follow us, but it didn't take long 
before more showed up, but nothing like we had before. Tuesday said that Patrick had the gift of attracting them and they could communicate with them. Yeah. And they liked it. So in our new house, Patrick told me he saw a figure run down the hallway and he said he could clearly see the lines on the bottom of the ghost feet, which was like, whoa. I mean, in in such detail. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so he had vision. He, yes. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And so over the course of the next few years, the kids grew up, moved out, things settled down and the ghost stopped visiting because the kids moved out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, sadly, Patrick is no longer with us. And, uh, his seeming magnetism with ghosts is no longer. And uh, all is quiet. But Sam did have an encounter a few months ago. She was driving home on Swan at night. Yeah. And she saw a full apparition on the side of the road. To where's the point where she stopped the car. Because she was like, oh, my God, what is that? And it went away. Wow, fascinating. Yeah. That is fascinating. So So they both have and had that... That the talent, the talent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that ability to connect through the veil. Yeah, love that. Yeah. I love those stories. There, you have that. I do. Yeah, not as I'm not gifted like you know Patrick, but you know I definitely can feel them and determine you know if someone's in the living room or. And know, I knew or, you a long time before you revealed that, and then I was like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> But what a remarkable, that's a remarkable story. I have a question. Yes. So when you kicked the ghost powerfully out of your closet, was that before or after little William whispered in your ear? After. Oh. Something about that's really. So So maybe that mean ghost was being mean to William. Yeah. So you think you got rid of him and William was okay or. You know, I, poor William, you know, like Tuesday said was, you know, he just didn't know how to cross over and he was in limbo. Mm-hmm. So, limbo. yeah, kind of perpetual stuff. Oh, oh, I hope he figured it out. Same. Poor little guy. Yeah, I didn't want to leave out. him. Yeah. Uh, well, we have heard about these EVPs. Yes. And we picked out a few. So here's your surprise. To yeah. our listeners. And so what we're going to do is uh, play some selected ones for you. Well, we aren't. Um, Susan is. And I'm really excited about this part. So the first one we are going to share with you has the B word in it, meaning bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, and we're it's mean man. So, or mean ghost, mean we're ghost. calling him. And uh, Susan's going to play that for you. Yeah. So in a lot of these, there are people talking. Yes. And so there are actual humans. Um, Susan's there and the paranormal investigators are talking. So you're going to have to kind of listen to in between. We'll tell you what they're saying. This next yeah. one um the mean ghost says, move her up. Yeah. 
Wow. So now we're going to move on to the EVPs with little William. Uh, this first one is him being asked how old he is by actual humans in the room. And then he answers nine. Okay, so you will all remember that Susan's daughter is Sam, and uh, William was very connected to Patrick and her daughter Sam, uh, so both of her children. And uh, so here is him saying Sam's name, kind of whispering it. Can you please do that for us now? This next ghost is my favorite, I think, of all of the ones that Susan and the team mm-hmm. captured. This is someone we're calling Random Man, because he would say yeah. random things that were pretty complex. Mm-hmm. This first one, he says, we'll all be better then. So another thing that this spirit was captured saying were the words headed for disaster. We can't find that EVP, but we know um, from Susan that that was one of them that that she's been scrambling to try to find and can't. So uh, we'll all be better than you just heard headed for disaster. And this next one is the word sheep that he says. So this next ghost is a sounds like a female voice that comes through. And in this one, she says, I'm so sorry. And here is what we think are two ghosts. And one might be that female ghost again. Uh, You'll hear, oh, no, uh, like in a. A deeper voice, and then you'll hear the word boss. So, oh no, boss. So, those were remarkable, Susan. Thank you so much for bringing them and, and for sharing them with us. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that the land holds stories and that people's environments and their homes and their lives are, they're embedded there, you know, there's, they're part of the history of a place. And, and for you to have captured some of, some of that um, through those recordings is really remarkable. And I, I am like, I'm blown away by the clarity of them because I've heard lots of EVPs, but those are actually pretty, pretty direct. They are really good, and it's it's funny that you mention that you hear them so clearly because I have played them for non-believers, right, right. especially the one that says Sam mm-hmm. at the end, and they're like, I just hear a noise, and I'm like, whatever. You can clearly hear it. Yeah, they're pretty <laughs> yeah. clear. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they are. And I wonder, you know, a lot of times when ancestors come through with messages of mm-hmm. like warning or messages that we should heed. And I think that's why Random Man is so compelling for me. You know, the things that he says sounds like he's trying to give us a real message about something. They're not just mm-hmm. kind of words or phrases that are disconnected. They're, they're, you know, full ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Multi. Yeah. They're like multiple words together that actually say something mm-hmm. that really is. It's quite remarkable. And, um, I really, I'm like, wow. And you know, I wonder if they just, the, the spirits or whatever in that home felt so comfortable that there were people that could feel them, that could hear them. Yeah. That they all yeah. started coming, coming together through. And coming yeah. Through. I mean, they might have been quieter with other people other because people. they knew they weren't listening. And they also, I mean, the fact that they would, like, open cabinets and open doors and open drawers, but they weren't, like, poltergeisty. <laughs> no. They were, they were just making their presence known, but in a way that was really pretty innocuous and pretty gentle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, as I mentioned, uh, you know, Patrick, they, they knew they could communicate through him and they just mm-hmm. started almost going out of their way to say, Hey, we're, it's, you know, 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Knock, 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 you know, time to get yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that part was hard because it was like, please stop. We know yeah. you're here. We've had conversations, but we don't need to knock on the walls. Right. Right. Exactly. Yes. Like, please participate in the household appropriately. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Susan, you have been delightful. Absolutely. We are so grateful for this very textured story with uh, all of the special EVPs attached to it. That's really, that's remarkable. Thank you so much for sharing. My pleasure. And thank you so much for having me on the show. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for joining us out there with our audience. Please come back and listen to more stories and share. And for now, so long, good friends. Until next time, when we meet, back at the house.